Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is exciting. This is the last one of 2020, man. It is. Do you believe it? The last week of the year and our last live of the year. And gosh, I couldn't have two better people on to celebrate uh, this week. So exactly. thank you both. Exactly. Well, I've got. I definitely have some stiff competition with regard to the the, the, the facial grooming action going on. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a it's a, it's a fashion statement is what it is. It's style. It's style and action is what it is. I'm loving it. So we're going to have a deep conversation tonight. I hope you people are ready. Tony and I uh, talked yesterday because he has been on this uh, amazing quest and journey. Um, I call it build the best shoe. He's been working on his personal development. And unlike any other person I know, uh, literally, the research, Tony, that you have done over the last, what, five to seven years has been just incredible. You've, you've read many of the books. Um, you listen to many of the podcasts. You've turned me on to much of this. So I'm really, really happy to talk to you about that tonight. We'll, we'll jump in in a minute. And David, uh, you and I have been going at things hard uh, day in and day out for the past several months. We have a lot to talk about. You offer so much value every single day. Your LinkedIn feed is doing great. And I just can't believe all the engagement you're getting in a good way. It's so awesome. So guys, where do we start? I think where we're going to start is somewhere because we, before we went live, uh, <laughs> Tony mentioned something and I'm going to, I'm going to just let him roll with it because he yeah. talked about the, 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 the biggest decision he has to make every single day. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, the biggest decision that I make every day is uh, what what color and what pair of sweatpants that I'm going to put on for the day. And uh, I don't remember the last time I put on a pair of pants. Now, 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 in terms of you saying that that you don't remember the last time you put on a pair of pants, you are wearing a pair of something. For those that I, I, don't have the gonna, full... I'm, I'm going to leave it up to you. If I have to get up and go to the bathroom, <laughs> see, I don't know. All right. Well, I look, I think I think I think this is a great way to start out this conversation. The fact that knowing that very potentially one of the people that's actually talking right now is going full commando. I think that's awesome. That's the it, age of uh, LinkedIn and uh, Zoom and all of that. It's 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 freedom in its most extreme. I love it. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Tony, what's the painting behind you? It looks like you're working on something new. Yeah, that's uh, the, the latest painting I'm working on. I mean, I don't kind of don't know how to move that's it's a it's a painting of bologna italy and uh the interesting thing about this particular painting and i didn't realize when i took the photographs which was about 10 years ago on one of my trips there is that you see that tower in the back there's another tower that you can't see and they in bologna they have their own twin towers that's what they're called they're called two towers but they're the twin towers they go back you know hundreds of years ago and uh, I just thought it was fascinating that, uh, you know, I did a I did a painting right before 9-11 of the Twin Towers. Nine months. I took the photographs nine months before 9-11 happened. Mm. And um, it's just eerie. And the interesting thing about this particular painting, too, is that everything, the vanishing point leads to those towers. Yeah. Everything, the lights because it's at dusk. I mean, it was pretty profound when I, I, I noticed that. I just noticed it last week, you know. Um, you know, that 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 kind of can parlay into what we're going to talk about tonight, because that's exactly how I've lived my entire life. Yeah. You know, I, I live a very intuitive life. I've always done it. I don't really know any different. So um, I, I go with intuition first. That's I, I have I have a couple of questions I have to ask only because see you you, know, you I don't know if you know this about me I actually was a, I actually was a, a fine artist when I was in my teens, and wow. and so and so I, I I've I've been in, I've been involved in arts and such I mean I chose a specific path path down design but but with that as a background so tell me so I, I have some technical questions so first of all what's what's the rough dimension of that question number one uh, it's like twenty eight by. 40 something. Okay. 20 by 40 something. And what, and do you do it on, on a canvas or do you do it on different, on a different surface? Yeah. I mean, you can, yeah. What I do is I stretch the canvas on a board yep. that if I don't, then when it's done, I stretch it over. Then you stretch it on a frame. Yeah. All right, cool. And then, and, and do you use oils or do you use a different medium? Yeah. It's oils. Oils. Cool. Yeah. Which cool. they're right. 
right there. Very cool. Awesome. Awesome. How now? How long do they? I have to ask this because I know things have advanced, and this will be my last art question. So I, when I was when I was doing when I was doing uh, painting with oils, it like took forever for them to dry with turpentine and benzene and all kind of stuff. Is it still the same, or have they actually changed the formulations so it's a little faster, or no? No, we go back to the age of Da Vinci. It's still the same, except I don't sit there and grind my own paints now. I mean, it's uh, you know. Um, yeah, but there's now really wonderful, uh, there's extenders or there's dryers. So like you can use uh, a medium called liquid mm -hmm. and um, or you can if if you want the paints to even extend the, uh, the fluidity, you can actually add other kinds of oils. There's so many different oils now. Oh, so, you, Maybe, so it, allow, it allows you to adjust the texture. So it's not always not always the same consistency. Yeah, no, I mean, it's yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mostly paint with just linseed oil and at the very end like so now i'm at a stage which this is called the overpainting. yeah I've, I've completely covered the painting and now i've got to go back over it everything so like most people are done at this stage and would just present it to the world i i i have another you know month or two left on this particular painting just because it's, it's i don't know if it's my neurosis or just whatever it's just uh i i you know i know when it's done for me and that's really all that matters and so now what I'll do is I'll use what's called liquid. Now yeah. that actually will dry, dry it within an hour or so. Mm. so and, and, and how many, and how many, how many hours over what duration of time does it, would you invest in a painting like this? Uh, this is actually, I would consider it a small to medium sized painting for me. I was so, actually surprised when you said the dimensions. I I was going to expect. Yeah, I normally bigger. I normally do six to eight foot paintings, and they that take would make sense to me. From you know eight months to a year. Yeah. This one, this one, you know, this is kind of crazy. I can give you the rough idea, but this is stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, because I literally over the last four months is my life has just been upended in a good way because I sold a major piece of property and then moved to another area and bought another big piece of property that my entire family moved into in, in the middle of uh, Pennsylvania so that I could be next to my grandkids. So, I mean, it was literally in a, in a pandemic where literally, you know, I had to actually uh, get a uh, five-story building packed up, <laughs> move it. The contents were sitting in a U-Haul truck for two months in the, my daughter's driveway until we closed on the new property. And, uh, you know, we're finally in, we did a little bit of remodeling and this is kind of a makeshift studio right now until the spring when I can break ground on something here. Very cool. Very so, cool. All right. So yeah, it's about, it's about a three or four month process for this painting. Cool. All right. I'll shut up, Roger. I'll let, I'll let you, I'll let you take. <laughs> no, look, they're, they're great questions. I, I'm the same way. I asked Tony all these detailed questions all the time. And, um, I, I am intrigued, Tony, about the Bologna painting because I, I've actually been there uh, and my family and I, we went into the tower. So it's, it's pretty remarkable that only one is showing in, uh, in the painting. But talk about, talk about something you, you alluded to earlier, and that's that you lead a life of intuition. Explain a little bit about what you mean. You know, I, I, I think I lead, I lead with my heart first and it's always been that way. And I, so, you know, this, uh, this, this particular uh, conversation that we're having is about what I, I forgot the title of it already, but it's a, you know, it's about unleashing the, your talents to the world. in yeah, 2021. So, I mean, I, uh, I came out of the womb kind of doing that, which I probably frustrated my mother and father to no end because I just, I mean, I've, you know, Roger, you've known me a long, long time. I, you know, I can be pretty stubborn. I, I'm pretty, pretty uh, narrow focused when I when I get my mind on something. Uh, I'm going to complete it. Um, there's nothing that's going to stop me. And um, that's just the way it's always been. And I, I just don't know any different. But now when midlife hit, it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely taken a turn. Uh, towards a different area, which I, I have the same focus, but it's just, a, it's a completely different thing. You know, I mean, I, I, you know, the book, uh, Malcolm Gladwell, um, is outliers, you know, he says that to become an expert in your field, you need a minimum of 10,000 hours. 
And it was very interesting. He talked about the very fact that 8,000 won't even do it. I mean, I don't know how he did it, but he really was pretty in depth. It was a pretty interesting book, you know, and his take on it was that if you invest 10,000 hours in something and dedicate yourself to it, you will become an expert in that field. And I mean, by the time I, you know, went through college, I had easily over 10,000 hours. And I, you know, in 10th grade, I met a major photorealist painter on a class trip to New York City, Chuck Close, who changed my life. I mean, I had never seen a photorealist painting prior to that. And I walked into the gallery in New York City. It was, on, it was in Soho. And uh, I could not believe these paintings. They were nine foot tall, paint, black and white. They look like black and white photographs of these people, portraits, you know. Of I, these I, saw, I saw one of the ones you were talking about at the Museum of Modern Art when I was growing up. Yeah, but it was done with this thumbprint. And I, when I got up close to it, it, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. It looks like, a, you know, and so he happened to be there that day. And you know me, I was like, I, I got to go up and get a photograph with this guy because I had my camera for a, a photography assignment that, you know, I was going to do while I was down there. And I went up and I just started talking to him and, and um, he was really generous. And so when I got home, I got every book I could from the library and the, and, and the, the bookstore on, on Chuck Close, which then led me to the photorealism movement. And the rest is history. I mean, I was, I, 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 that was it. I mean, it was like a lightning bolt hit me that day in the, that gallery. I, you, you know, I, you know I, I think we've all had those moments, but this was just, it was the defining moment. I knew from that moment on, because I thought I was going to be a cartoonist. I thought I was going to be an advertising design. But from that moment on, it was like, this is what I want to do. And so, you know, I spent the next whatever five to six years trying to develop who, my style, which that's like that, that is the hardest thing when now when I speak to, to schools or I give lectures or I give a visiting artist, it's like, you know, the, the thing is I can, I can teach the hell out of this. I can teach you how to do this. I, if you give me the time, I can teach you how to do it. But to the, like the, the, the subject matter, like the pointing out in the beginning about that tower, there's some intuitive nature that is like, that that happens for me because I've tapped into it. I've tapped into it at such a young age that I find myself coming. I, I literally traveled the entire world, and no matter where I went, it was like I I found home. You know what I'm saying? It's like I found it. I found the the the, the place and where in which I lived, and and you know, I, and I'm talking in. I've been in the jungles of Vietnam. I've been in 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 uh, the the uh, Cambodian temples. You know, to the streets of Italy, to you know, uh, it, you know, all over, and it, I ha it just—it's a wonderful feeling because I feel like I could go anywhere, and um, I'll find something because I, I just—I use that innate ability, um, and I can't—you can't teach that. That's something that has to be explored through each individual, and that's the other point is that I think the best advice you can give somebody is is to be yourself, which I think is probably the single hardest thing that you could do. Um, and my wife is always telling me, especially when, when my second wife, um, cause she helped, uh, she came into the picture when my kids were teenagers, which thank, I had two daughters and thank God she was there because boy, that is a, uh, that is a trial by fire raising two teenagers, especially on your own. And, uh, she would always say to me, she's like, not everybody's like you, uh, not, not many people know what they want to do. And cause I used to always tell my kids, I was like, just, just do what you're passionate about. And they were like, you know, well, I don't know what I'm passionate about. And uh, I guess that's the exception. I'm the exception and, and not the rule. Well, let's, uh, let's ask Mr. Breyer, who is also an artist. Uh, David, what was it like for you growing up? Did you have this um, intuitive feeling as well when it came to your love of art? Well, I, I always, I always, always, always loved art growing up in New York City always to New York City to me was was it was like being immersed into a cultural uh theme park you know I mean so going to Greenwich Village and roaming the streets and the cobblestone streets and you know and the the, the food and the music and this I so no matter the medium I I absorbed it and loved it and I loved drawing and I loved you know, I, so I, I love drawing. I, I, I taught myself quite a bit. And then I went to the Art Students League and, and studied some of the various uh, life drawing teachers like 
the one that was most memorable to me was Gustav Rayberger. This guy was like, this guy was like a really brilliant, brilliant, brilliant artist. Um, and, you know, but, and that, that's what it was like for me. But it, but interestingly, I, I had, I had my epiphany moment. It went in a different direction than Tony's. But for me, I was going, you know, okay, how am I going to turn this into a career? So I figured, okay, I was going to be an illustrator. It was my sort of mm -hmm. initial decision as I was like going through college. And then I was like, and then there was that one moment I went to a drawing class and I think it was, I think, it was, I think my teacher's name was Mr. Powers. And he was a very big kind of personality. He had a full, very full mustache, big person, and very talked very loudly, very oratorially, you know. And um, I arrived a little bit before class started, and there was resting on a drawing table this magazine, sort of, it was a newspaper magazine that I'd never seen before. It was not something you would see in newsstands, it was actually something for the design community. And um, this was in 80, 1980. And I saw this and my, my eyes were riveted because I never, because when you're looking at being an illustrator, you know, especially at that time, and, and this is going back. So, so for those that are younger who are listening to this show, okay, there were these things called albums, okay? <laughs> they, were, they were 12 inches square, okay? And album art was a really cool oh, medium. Right, Albert album art was cool, but and and so I know for those of you that might be a certain age, you might say, "Well, I remember CDs." Well, that was nothing, and then now it's like now it's really nothing. It's a freaking thumbnail because everything's digitally streamed. But so you know, so album art was really a big thing. It was like ooh, seeing you know certain artists and oh wow, right? And so I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to have to work with art directors. I'm going to create my thing and give it to an art director who will then hopefully make the right decisions and do the right things and not make bad choices with the wrong typography and the wrong fonts. And so I then see this publication. And I was dumbstruck. I was like, oh, my God. I saw a level of craft with design and and, and and it was all black and white, by the way. So this was not, this wasn't like gloss. It wasn't like pr the print production wasn't, it was the craft. There was the, what was chosen to do and not do and a, the usage of lettering and stuff. And I turned to the next page and I saw the contents page, the next page. And I was like, nothing was done randomly. It was so deliberate. It was so conscious. And I just then turned the next and each page was discovery. It was amazement it was excellence in action and at that point i decided i'm gonna i'm gonna be a designer that was my moment of that's what i'm going to do i'm going to learn and now perfect the skills that go into what i just experienced that was my holy shit moment and and that's and then i just started to become i started to embrace because there was story incorporated into it there was a so there was a layer of editorial story there was a layer of editorial conveying you know and it, like a like a well-done movie has multiple layers that it, it visually engages us it the characters engage us the storyline the plot the tension the push the pull the same thing happens in music the same thing happens in Absolutely. great in great food the same thing happens in in anything and so uh, and roger you know from, from hearing me talk with the, the various people clients uh applicants to the, the master class that Anything that is ordinary has equally has the opportunity to be extraordinary. Why the hell not get there? And so I always push to that. And so that was my that was my moment. Yeah. Well, it seems like we had um, we had moment. We we started and then you know you you were fine art and then you went to design and I was design and went to fine art. I mean, it's it's uh, but we both had those moments, you know, and you just yeah. know. Um, you just you just really, really know, I think more especially if you tap into that intuitiveness. I mean, I really think that that is that is, in my opinion, the thing that I feel we need more than ever right now, you know, especially with the situation that we find ourselves in. Um, there's so much confusion going on in the world. And I think that it's through the confusion that it'll set you free because it will allow you, you have to tap into it. 
there's no there, there's no there's there's no way out of this unless you do True. otherwise you're going to be i mean there is no there's no end to the amount of control that can be done to you against you this is the time this is the time to be for everybody to tap into that creative because everybody is every yeah. single human being is born with this level of creation and this ability to create they just are afraid they're afraid to expose themselves they're afraid to allow themselves to be that and i think that this time right now more than ever is the time and i think the creatives are going to rule the world right now they really are i mean never have we been in a time where everything is tumbling down and you talked about music and albums and all that look at that industry and what happened to that industry you know i my 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 industry the art industry is just it's it's utter chaos but there's people that are just being like phoenix you know and i think it goes back to what you were trying to say about their their the the cream will, will rise to the top that is that is really the message that you know as right. long as long as you have good coffee and which, which <laughs> as lo, like 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 biftu gudina that's a brilliantly wonderful coffee that i get from a roaster in raleigh north carolina and as long Never as you and if you have that it's like anything if you have a good foundation the good stuff will rise to the top if you have a lousy foundation everything everything's going to sink to the bottom so i completely agree with your point especially as it relates to coffee <laughs> All right, so let's let's jump in and help some people tonight as far as uh, the theme of this. And that's really how to unleash your talent. And Tony, I believe you started to get us there, right? Tapping into your intuition. We all have this gift inside us. Um, how do we get to it? How do we find it? How do we get past the fear? One of the things that I, I was just actually writing about this morning is to find that within stillness. Absolutely. It's hard for a lot of people to be still, to be quiet, to have, you know, be in silence. But that's really, if you ask yourself questions, uh, you could go as deep as you want to go. And uh, Tony, I know you, you've you been doing some meditation for a few years now, transcendental meditation. Talk about the power of meditation, the power of stillness, and how you could really tap into your own um you know, internal tools. Yeah, look, I mean, um, you've been on this journey with me, Roger, as well. So you know the backstory and I'm not, you know, we've done plenty of interviews about it, but the people that are new should know that, I mean, I had a, about six years ago, I had a, a, a collision of a dark night of the soul where I had a, a terrible ice hockey injury with a brain injury. At the same time, my mother was succumbing to her eight-year battle with um, multiple myeloma, stage four cancer. And uh, they kind of colluded in one thing. And I literally, like, it, it just was, I, it was a loss of everything. And uh, I, I, I was overcome by unrelenting anxiety that I ne never had in my life. And I didn't know what it was. And I didn't know where it came from. And then um, uh, violent thoughts. And uh, I started to, to just contemplate non-existence because it was just so terrible. I, you know, you, you, I can't even explain it to people. It's just like one day you're living and the next day your life is completely different and you're not. So I had to go on this journey. You know, look, most unfortunately, the medical field just wants to throw a drug in your they, they got a drug for everything. And it's just yep. it's not who we are. It really no, is. it's not. No, it's not. And so, you know, I'm not going to get on my diatribe like that because, look, we all have to find our path and our journey. And I just said I need to find a natural way to heal or figure it out. And so I just, you know, I started researching what are natural ways to heal post-traumatic stress disorder. I started studying the brain and how the brain works and what happened to mine. And it just led me on this journey with meditation and yoga and, and communing with nature and I just started reading about the brain and then the brain led me to uh, quantum mechanics and quantum physics. I mean, look at, I did everything I could not to do any of these courses when I was in school, from high school to college, all I wanted to do was art. So the very fact that like, I was like a, like a newborn now with these things, but at least I was an adult that had a, like I had a conviction because I needed to heal myself. I needed to, had to, I needed to figure this out. And um, 
you know, meditation was very hard. I understand. Like when I talk to people about it, they're like, I can't meditate. I just can't do it. And, and I was in that boat too. I wouldn't have done it until I needed to do it. And then I discovered that it presented myself to my, it, 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 it was a way back for me. And I started with just mindful meditation and apps and all of that. And then I just decided to, to try TM. You know, I used to listen to Howard Stern religiously, and he used to talk about how he did TM and how his mom did TM and how it saved her life. And so when I was in that point, I just said, uh, I got to I got to go try this. And so I learned it. And the 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 very first session that I had learning TM, the entire anxiety left and it never came back. And that's now three years. So um, that was that was powerful. That is very, very powerful. And then what it did is it, it, it brought, it changed my life because it started making me, uh, it started quieting my mind. And, when you, and, and that's what meditation does is, is it, it allows your mind to quiet to its uh, stillness state. It's to its original state, you know, until the, 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 the basically the state of where everything comes from. The, the void, the nothing, the, uh, the transcendental place where ideas come from and creativity is born. And when you're at that state, boy, it's just an infinite amount of possibilities that present themselves. So, um, it, you know, and I'm still going. It's just every day is just a wonderful journey, you know, and, and, and the, this monkey mind that we have has taken over the world. Uh, it's been going on for thousands of years. And it, it, it's unconscious. And so we're, we've, we've been living by these unconscious patterns and, and they permeate. And so then now laws are made that are unconscious. Governments are formed that are unconscious. Um, everything. Medical fields are unconscious. Everything is just done because it's this unconscious nature that's running the show. Um, and so for me right now, the most important thing is is to, is awareness is so the more aware that you are about any situation it's like a superpower like you want to talk about like so right now we're talking to people who are entrepreneurs and who are go-getters and who are trying to to get to the next level i'm going to tell you one thing there's a key there's a secret that will that will get you there and it's having complete awareness with everything you do it becomes a superpower like you literally are it's, totally. it really isn't a superpower because it's your natural state but when you are aware, just think about it. When you're in a negotiation and you're aware of everything and you're going into it aware and you're not going into it with fear and you're going into it with, uh, 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 instead of fear, it's love. It's like when you're going to negotiate something, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a relationship. Like you're not trying to get the most out of everything. You're, you're trying to say, I want that person walking away to feel as good as I do, knowing that the deal is the best deal that you could possibly do. I mean, that really is. The, the key to, I think, success is, is that. And it really comes down to awareness. And that's what meditation has done for me is it's allowed me to settle. You know, obviously, I had a lot of anxiety, so that had to really get through. And through that, I, I started learning some of, some, you know, as uh, Carl Jung says, we all have a shadow. And so instead of, like, neglecting the shadow, I started to embrace it. Instead of trying to get rid of it, I was like, okay, it's a part of me. I, I have to carry this shadow along with me but I want to be in control. And that shadow still comes up. It's daily. It's going to come up. And so now I just talk to it quietly and say, thanks. I appreciate it, but I'm in charge right now. And it just goes back down. It, it always listens. You know, it always listens as long as you, I, like literally right before this interview happened, I was caught with a huge pendulum. And, and Roger and I, Roger knows what I'm talking about, a pendulum. But basically, all we are is energy. All anything is is energy, and that was discovered in quantum physics. Quantum quantum mechanics is really the only true science that's available right now. Everything else is just kind of like okay, we've 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 learned about the physical world, but now through Einstein and through uh, Schrodinger and through all of these different uh, discoveries that we have right now, like we have an infinite possibility with the power of our mind, with the power of our actions, wh what we are being is what we are emitting and then what we are attracting. So if you want to be fearful, if you want to be in a state of uh, like wanting to get everything then and, and screw somebody over in business or whatever, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come back to you because it has to. It's just the way that it works. And so um, 
you know, we're, we are starting the, the, the weirdest thing that I'm still trying to wrap my head around is, is through the experiment that was done with quantum entanglement, where the future is happening before we even know it. So there is the possibility that our thoughts, if we are conscious of our thoughts, we, we can manifest things like instance in, instantly. And, and I've noticed since I've started Transcendental Meditation, the, amount, the, the, the quickness in which I want to manifest something is, is really powerful. And I know you and I, Roger, we've shared the same kind of thing. So you, you kind of know what I'm saying. Absolutely. And I'd, I'd love to get David's take on this because, David, when you, you know, I've, I've been part of your, your master class. So I see how deep you go and how much you care. Uh, we've never really had this discussion around it, but a lot of what Tony's saying is what you bring to your work, especially the awareness to help people uh, through the negotiations. Tony, one of the students in the last program in the second week, because of the techniques that David was was teaching, landed like a two hundred and some thousand dollar deal. And he one hundred percent attributed it to David's teaching. So, David, talk Absolutely. a little bit about how this comes into your world. Well, I, you know. I have I have been since my teens. I've always uh, been a, a a student of, uh, of spirituality and seeking. You know, I, I was I mean, hell, in my I think I was fourteen, fifteen years old. I was basically seeking spiritual enlightenment. I was like I was hungry, and um, and basically, you know, I have over the years. Um, you know, I through through study and through and through practice, I I know what individuals are capable of. I refuse to allow them to play a smaller game, or to I mean, if they if they want to, they certainly have the right to. I'm not going to override their power of choice, but at the same time. I, I, I'm very much about this. If someone is assigning the reason that they're doing something because of some outside stimuli, I'm like, let's stop right there. That's a load of bullshit. You decided, yeah, that may be a great excuse and it may be fantastic and, and a movie plot and maybe great. It's like really cool. You get the right action figures. You get the, oh, da, 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 da. You get the, the maiden that has to be saved and the world that has to be protected. And you know, you know that that's great. But let's be real. The greatest of us, the greatest part of us is that which we emanate and own. And and I know this to my core. I don't believe this. I mean, I'm, I'm the first one, and Roger's heard me tell me, I, I'm the first one to say, look, if you are seeking a pep talk, we have nothing to talk about. Because if you want a motivational speech, then what you've just done is you just said, oh, his or her words are powerful. Yeah. They are the reason that give me blah, 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 blah. I'm like, bullshit. You gave the words the power to have that on you. You own it. And if and if you if you, you're gonna find it inspiring, there's nothing wrong with being inspired. I'm all about inspiration. But let's not falsely misassign where the true inspiration comes from. And so and so you know that that's that's the whole thing. And it's kind of like it's like I'll I'll be the first one to say, look, the anything in the world is only as good as you yourself have inspected it. If you've inspected it, you've owned it, you've been conscious about it, you put aside going on autopilot, you put aside doing what I call lazy thinking, like, oh, let me, what box can, what tag can I put on that so I could just put it in that box? Oh, okay, good. I'm done with that. You haven't even freaking opened your eyes to even look and smell or taste it yet. How the hell can you be done with it? You haven't even started with it. And that's the way too many people live. And so I'll, I'll be the first one to, you know, I, I choose that as a way of just leading a conscious non-autopilot life. I don't like stuff being done on autopilot. I think that that's crap. Magic never came from being on autopilot. The greatest things in the world didn't come from being on autopilot. The greatest speakers in the world did not come from being on autopilot. The greatest writers, nothing. The stuff that inspires us, that leaves that magic little ooh. The reason, the reason I believe that we get inspired is because it reminds us of what we're capable of doing. Yes, yes. I mean, that is I mean, it's so beautifully said. I mean, I, it is... 
And that's why, I mean, I've, I've come across your work through Roger and recently I, I, I don't know a lot, but what I will say is that what really, what I really love is um, your ability uh, to engage with humor. I think humor is a huge part of life. You know, like we, you can't be too serious. Like the stuff that we're talking about and the stuff that I've been doing and, you know, that there was about a two year period where it was just dark, man. It was just, it was, it was so dark that like, I just didn't, I didn't know if I wanted to exist anymore because I was like, I tasted this and I don't know if, but I needed to go through that. I needed to feel and taste that to get a little bit more empathy. To, to become more conscious about others and their plight so that for whatever reason that that I can be that light for somebody, whether it's through the paintings or whether it's through just a conversation. I mean, it is so easy to, especially now, just to go to somebody who's working behind a counter or who's delivering your package. I make it a point to engage them somehow, some way to let them know that I see them, that, that, that Wait, I... That's the power of that is like that little thing like you can because i know what it was like for me when i was starting to come out of it and the podcast that i would listen to in the in the, the just i felt the connection with somebody and that's what we need we're so disconnected you know i mean my advice to everybody is get off these damn advice devices but after this conversation after this one after this, you do that <laughs> these devices are wonderful if we're conscious, like, right. can you imagine David and Roger and we are going to do it? The three of us, we are going to create the co most conscious world and we're going to use these devices and we're going to use this, this, we're going to use this mechanical intelligence that we created, but we're going to let the innate intelligence that has created everything has created our thoughts. That's created everything. The cosmos, we're going to allow that we are going to build the most amazing society that you can ever imagine. But guess what? We got to let go. We got to surrender to the fact that we don't know everything, that we can't know everything. And the, the, you know what? It's the biggest thing for me is that changed my life is that I always was a rugged individual. I had to go make it happen. I had to go do it. I, I, I was going to I worked three jobs. I was a father at 17. Nothing was going to put me down. And you know, I kept I'm the one that kept throwing those roadblocks in my way. And the really the, the amazing thing that I've discovered, especially over the last three years, the more that I let go, the more it comes to me. I mean, it is I cannot. And, and, and I like what you said. Don't don't listen to my words. Don't listen to the words at all. Please don't believe a word that I say. Just experience it for yourself. That's all I can say is that once you experience it, once you taste it, you'll never go back, never go back. Yeah. And, and, and that's, you know, that's wonderful. And I just wanted to, I wanted to say that to you about the humor because it's the humor that separated you from all the rest of the, the stuff that's out. There's, there's so much stuff out there. There's so much self-help stuff that it's saccharine. It just, it just, <laughs> I, I've talked about this with Roger because it's like, I just, you know, and I'm, I am a big Tony Robbins fan. I, I like Tony Robbins. I, I think that he does a lot of good and he did a lot of good for me. And, and the interesting thing is there was partly when I started to get feeling better, I was like, maybe I'll go to one of his seminars. But then I got thinking about it. And I'm like, I'm such a unique individual. I just don't know how he could help me. And then I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to let me do it on my own. Let me let me say let, let, let me let me do this. He's, I don't want to be in a room full of 10,000 people in an auditorium, you know, and um, I, I kind of like what you and Roger have doing. I think it's a a little bit more intimate. I know that you want to grow it and, and, and it will, but there's something to be said about acknowledging somebody. And, and when there's too many people, you just can't. And um, I think you, you, you can kind of cut through the, 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 you know, the people that aren't really serious, you know, and totally. start, start jacking up the price so that you really get the people who really want it, you know, <laughs> and, and money is an illusion as well. You know, that's the thing is I grew up with scarcity mentality my whole life because we were kind of, you know, lower middle class, poor, you know, we just we really didn't know. So I always felt like you had to go out and you got to do this. And I'm not a, I don't have a problem with hard work if you enjoy it. Like I, I like I this new property, I went and put a fence in. And I literally dug about 12 holes by hand. And, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I wanted to do it. It was a way for me to exercise. It's a way for me to, to, to commune with nature and do it and say that, 
you know what? I'm not above this. People were like, why don't you just hire somebody? And I'm like, every time I drive by that fence, I know that I did it. I know that I, and I would hit rocks and I would say, ugh. And then I had to go out and get a tool that would dig it. And, and the people around, I, it, it borders this really fancy neighborhood and they're all walking around and they're like, they're walking their dogs and they're looking at me and they're like, are, are you the new owner or the worker? And I'm like, no, I own the place. And they're like, well, if you want to join our, our maintenance, uh, you know, we'll have your lawns cut and your this and that. And I have that in Florida. I don't need that here. I, one of the reasons why I bought this property here was so that I can, can I could get into the land and do it. I'm going to have a garden. You know, we're thinking about getting chickens. It's, it's, it's going back to that. We got to remember that th this technology that we have is only as good as, as the consciousness that we bring it. And, and you know, th that's really what I want to say is never forget that. It's not about having to work hard. Totally. It's about working smarter. Yeah. And one, you know, you, you brought up a good point about David uh, with his humor. And I don't know if you know this about David, Tony, but his slogan, his tagline is rise above the noise. So oh, what right. can we do as individuals and in whatever we do to differentiate ourselves from the rest? Because we're all good at something. But if you yeah. have 10 good people at the same level, what can you do differently that but, sets yourself apart? And David, I think we lost your signal. There's like someone who's trying to literally call me right as we're speaking. So that, that's why <laughs> so here's the thing. I haven't answered that question. Get him on the phone. Hold on. I'm going. I don't know. I don't know how to disconnect it. So hell with him. I'm, I'm sorry. If you hear me, to hell with you. But I love you. Bye. <laughs> so the thing is, is <laughs> so the thing is, 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 is it's what there's a key point that that basically Tony had made, which had to do with awareness. Most people are. Hmm. Person, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know how to make this person not. Hold on a second. Uh, um, I don't know how to do it. You want to put on do not disturb? Let me just see if I can. Let me see if I can make that happen. If I if I can do this real quick and go boom boom. Okay, boom. Okay, that should uh, that I think is going to handle it. Okay, so here's the thing. So awareness. Most people are incredibly unaware. They just are. They don't see the thing in front of them. They don't look at a day newly when they wake up. They don't taste the thing. It, it <laughs> points that <laughs> it's one of the points that I actually have uh, embraced is when I'm creating a brand. I have to actually reintroduce what that company has created to themselves because they've gone into kind of autopilot. They've gotten very myopic. They've like, they've, they've just gotten lost yeah. down the path. They've gotten in the labyrinth of the noise and the this and that, the other, and they've gone on really on autopilot. They've stopped looking, they've stopped tasting, they've stopped seeing and smelling and anything. So I literally introduced, and I remember the, the most dramatic one was a city that I actually had to brand. And I looked at this city. I did a, a, I did a tour of the city, and it was this amazingly quaint. Ador you, it, was, it would have been, I took photographs of it because I'm like you. If I go to a place, I'm like, I'm, you would go nuts. Tony, you would like, you go, oh, my God, oh, my God. These wonderful little things of wonderful exposed brick and architectural details and things and such and da-da-da-da-da. Wonderful. So what ends up happening is I hear what they're describing and what they're describing is not at all what I'm seeing. So I know what they're describing is what they're looking at this picture that's been sitting between them and the actual world. And so I, I get a photographer of mine with that. We do a two day walkthrough taking shots and moments. And then I, then I have a meeting with the entire committee that's responsible for this rebrand and i go and i go all right guys i want to show you something and i have these three extremely large boards probably four by six large boards with tons of photographs and i and i unveil it to them and they're like what's this i said this is your city <laughs> and they look they go i live here holy crap where's that oh my god yeah. where's that oh my god where's it all of a sudden they woke up and they discovered. And what the only difference was, I did what was necessary to get them to be aware of what was staring them in the face every day. Yeah, and you. so to me, that starts, that's the beginning of everything. If you 
don't have that baseline of ground zero, if you haven't really arrived at ground zero, most people aren't at ground zero. Most people are six feet under ground zero. I'm here all week. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. But that's where it starts. That's where it starts. Yeah. No, I, it, I mean, it, these <laughs> are great illustrations. Talk. This is the great yeah. thing about awareness is that there, it doesn't matter what you're trying to um, do. It doesn't matter what field you're in, whether you're an athlete or you're in business or you're an artist or you're just a, an Amazon worker who's delivering these packages. I mean, I love to have conversations with people about that. I love to know what they do. I don't care if you're just the guy delivering or, you know, I was talking to the, the mailwoman just a couple of days ago is, you know, I mean, you can't imagine the amount of packages that they're delivering. And, and, and I just started asking her just questions about it and the process. And I'm like, you gotta be just inundated right now. How do you, how do you do it? And she's like, yeah, you just stick your nose to the grindstone and you just keep doing it. And you know what? She's so friendly. She had a smile on her face. She, it, she was willing to talk to me. It wasn't like she was just trying to get onto the next, the next thing. And, um, you know, I think that, that the, that is like, you can just have, you can have the awareness and the other person doesn't have the awareness. But by the very fact that you're aware, you open up the possibility for them to be aware. And that, you know, that's power. That goes back to the quantum physics, the quantum mechanics, the science of it. Yeah. And you know what I, I love about that is people ask, how can they make an impact? How can they do their part to change the world? Having those conversations, no one is above us. No one is beneath oh. us. We are all on the same playing field. What's tough especially in corporate America, is that people rise to these different levels of, of power within their organization. And suddenly, you know, someone may be beneath them. And I think the awareness part, whether it's in corporate America, whether it's in sports, whether it's in entertainment, is to everyone plays a role. The guy, you know, the, the, the guy, um, holding the camera for Tom Hanks's movie is as important as Tom Hanks, as is the gaffer. Right. You know, everyone plays a role. And I think if, if people become more aware of themselves first and then others around them and all the pieces that make life happen, but acknowledge it. You know, I love the fact that you talked about the, the mail carrier, the Amazon delivery driver, you know, all all people are important and that's where we need to start well, the we're all so interconnected i mean if 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 there was ever a time that we realized how much we need um and how much we need uh, a clean globe that we live on i mean the very reason that we're so sick right now is because our air is polluted our water is polluted and our soil is polluted uh, so that's that's everything. That's everything that you ingest. It's everything you breathe. And so those that are taking care of themselves and have are finding the situation a little bit easier than those that aren't. And unfortunately, though, I have a feeling and I've I've studied ancient civilizations for quite a while now, and it is fascinating. And some of the some of the ancient writings where people live for hundreds of years, you know, I'm, re I'm, I'm reading this book right now. Um, uh, the life and teachings of the masters of these bear falling. It is just fascinating. It just is so fascinating. It's like there were times where it was documented that people lived for hundreds and hundreds of years. And I think that that, you know, because I am, I do a Vedic meditation, it's it's you know, it's from the, the, the Vedas. It's ancient. Um, they have they follow yugas. I don't know if you're aware of you've heard of that, David, but there's four yugas. It's four cycles. And it's kind of like almost every great civilization had that they just called it different things and the yuga that we are in right now is the kali yuga which is the lowest form of consciousness that we have right now we're coming out of it, it and look this is all nobody knows for sure i'm just giving you what what is purported so 2025 these these yugas laugh for about uh it's a 12,000 year cycle and it's very interesting because the one thing that and we're now starting to explore is that the cosmos is that the way that we revolve around our orbit changes the consciousness of the planet. 
And so it go, it, it's pretty wild, it's pretty deep, but it's pretty interesting. But if you look at the history and all the great floods that happened and all of, like we're now, we're now entering the next mass extinction event on the planet. It's, it's like, it's, it's almost inevitable. I'm not trying to scare anybody, but if you look at the past history and all of the extinctions that happened, we've got all the markers for like, we, we have probably about a hundred, maybe 75 to a hundred years to kind of figure things out. Um, we may not be able to stop it. We may not. I think the, the highest level of consciousness people are going to be the ones that are going to carry on and, 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 and provide a new civilization. Um, just like they, they, they have, it's just a cycle. The really, the really positive and wonderful thing is, is that we are not, we are on the ascending side of the Kali Yuga, which means that we are entering in the, one of the most, uh, the next phase is one of the most conscious stages of existence. So we have the power right now. If you really just take a deep breath and, and have so much gratitude for all of the things that, that we have, that each of us have, but that we collectively have, the problem is, is you got to turn off that damn news because all it does is promote fear. There's nothing good about it. There's nothing. Don't, don't send me a news agency that you say that, oh, this one's good. None of them are. They don't work that way anymore. They don't report the, the news. They don't put, report what's good, who you are. Who you are is an infinite being. You are living in an infinite time. And so you ha we have the ability and the power to do this now. So I, you know, I'm very optimistic and, and because I have this, this process where I surrender to life, I, I, I try not to judge anything. And if I do, I have, I have a way of bringing myself back to being conscious. And once you are, and you start realizing in the gratitude and how like this, I, when I, I just, I was for this beautiful walk in, in the mountains yesterday, you know, and it was tough cause it was icy. And, and as soon as I got to the normal place where I'm about ready to end, I couldn't get there because of all the rain that came through. It was flooded and half thinking about taking my clothes off and going through it, um, you know. And <laughs> well, well, we, we, we know, we, we know even just from the beginning of this conversation, yeah, you're naked well, most, the, most of the time. So, I'm, I, you know, uh, David, I'm in an ice bath right now. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I, I was, I was wondering, I was wondering, it, it, it actually explains a couple of things that we touched upon. <laughs> Hey, and um, if anyone hasn't seen it yet tonight, look at the moon. If your if your yeah. sky is clear, wow! Check out that moon tonight. It's gorgeous. We had, um, we had, we had, a, we had a, last night. Last night we had it very bright. I'll have to check it tonight. Yeah, it's, and it's, I and I and I know it because we have this beautiful. We have this wonderful window on our second floor of our home where we oh, where we look out. We have these. We have about. I think 47 oak trees on our property and and now there now there's no there's no no leaves and so when we get a bright moon yeah. I'll, you know I'll just go I'll I'll, uh, I'll take a little bio break from sleeping I'll go oh you know I guess I could probably do that so I do that and then anyway, I look out the window and I see these incredibly long shadows going across the snow yeah. the, I, I love that love that yeah life changing it really is when you start realizing who and what you are and where you live you there, there, you gotta how do you not be filled with so much gratitude that you're here right now you're alive that's what that's you're the alive, you're alive. You're, there's there's we've got to change this paradigm we really do and i know that each that each one of us here are, are doing our part but the people that are listening is like you know utilize utilize you guys because you know i i can vouch for roger and david you're you're a new friend but i i i for, if you're you're a friend of roger you're a friend of mine and i like what i see the humor is what like you have separated yourself like i cannot not oh, you have no idea. and i can't wait for the next one i mean that is that's the power of it it's just so yeah. fantastic you know <laughs> that's great it's and it's not it's not just the coffee it's not <laughs> Look, guys, we're almost up against the hour, so I just want to spend a few minutes. If you if you each could give a couple of tips as people head into 2021, what can they do to unleash their talents? David, we'll start with you. Um, well, I'll, I'll put it this way. It's something that I just see, see as a recurring theme when I talk to people. Um, and because of some of the things we've touched upon, you know, some, oftentimes there's a lot of concentration that people have so what i'm seeing is like how do they their questions are how do i get better how do i advance my career how do i 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 and i think that that's the least successful trajectory 
I find the more more successful, better foundation is a more outward oriented one. Like how am I going to achieve X, Y, Z for others? How am I going to benefit others? How am I going to bring more life to my community? How am I going to uh, help those that I work with be more successful in what they're doing? And that extroverted orientation will go farther because it's just built to go farther. How in can you go? That's like, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, whoosh, and it could get to a point where one can get so insular. And so for me, it's a matter of look at how far can I go? How far do I need to go to actually influence others and how they influence others? And if you look at that ripple, 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 ripple outward effect, I think that is the most solid foundation, especially going into this new year because right now so much is like you know people are like oh they're struggling and they're and it's like insular isolated insular unisolated the better thing to do let's get reconnected let's get not only reconnected let's get reconnected with the objective of incredible infinite expansion for all of those that we come in contact with great and awesome. I'll, I'll piggyback on what you said because you Literally, you're coming at, from it from a different perspective than me because you have a different uh, uh, journey. And so, but I agree with what you're saying. I will piggyback by saying the, the way to get there, because that's, Roger and I have talked about this a lot about, you can tell somebody, you can lead them, you can lead the horse, but what is it? Roger and I would like, we've, we've racked our brains. What is that thing? that is universal to everybody. And so for me, I found it. It was self-discovery. It was, and, and I don't care how you do it. You don't have to meditate if there's another way, but I'm telling you that meditation is, is a very powerful way to bring yourself back to yourself because ultimately, if you don't know who you are, then you are not gonna help anybody else. Matter of fact, the, look at where we are. We, it's just, it is, we have literally just inherited trauma over and over generational trauma it's just you know and then when you go to school and then you get made fun of and then it's just non-stop this is the time to do it so the only way through in my opinion to to get that 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 cosmic consciousness is for you to take care of yourself and i'm saying to you right now you're saying to that to think globally i'm saying be selfish about one thing and that's about self-care that yeah, but 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 the but the great thing, and I, it's a nuance that I don't want anyone to miss. You're saying it to create the foundation necessary to go yeah. outward. Yeah. That that's not that's not the that, that you're the way you're saying it. I think this is the biggest nuance that that people should get. What you're saying, it's not the finish line; it's the starting line, and that arrive at the starting line so that you can actually begin the game. Yeah, we we have built Absolutely. we have built our society has been built on sand from for thousands and thousands and thousands of years it's time to go to the foundation of consciousness of what you are that's all so if we and, and i'll we'll leave it with this there's there's only one thing that we know for sure one thing ever that we ever know and that's it and that's that we're aware that we're conscious because none of this everything we talked about about the great moon and the cosmos and all that stuff if you weren't aware you wouldn't even know it existed the only thing that is real is pure consciousness start from there why don't you start from there it's that simple it will your life will be easier you will have so much success that you won't even know what to do leave it david you know that there are trillion dollar industries left to be had now there are trillion dollar industries these we are going to have trillionaires and it's not a goal you shouldn't want to have to be a trillionaire you should want to be a trillionaire so you should give it away so, so, so I love that, it. That, 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 so on board. Why would you want to hold on to that money? That, it for me, is a form of mental illness. Is anybody that wants to hold on to that kind of money? Yeah. And but anybody who wants to have that kind of money and control society is a little scary as well. I think it's about just allowing it to flow, just to flow. It's a flow state. And and so start with that foundation of finding out who you are. And the wonderful thing is, each one of us is so different but we all come from that same thing and we need to find that uniqueness the, the uniqueness is what will set you apart and set you free it's that discovering who you are and then living it being it being 
you know, it's know thyself and then be thyself. That is the order. Very Love cool. it, guys. Love it, guys. Cool. All right. As we wrap up here, uh, David, tell us about your brand intervention masterclass. How could people learn about it? How do they get in touch with you? What's the best way um, for them to reach you? But give us a little insight about this, uh, this class of yours. I mean, so much of what we talked about is actually is, is about it. It's not about dependency. It's about being independent. It's not about you thinking like me and the stuff that I tell you. It's about me helping you think independently for yourself. It's it's it liberates and it unleashes. And I'm not and it's different in that I personally was very frustrated with what I saw out there. People would throw rules and rules and rules and rules stuff to follow, 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 follow. I'm interested in creating leaders, not followers. Right. I'm interested yeah. in helping to liberate people. And so um, and so that's the basic thing. It is, it's an eight week, it's an eight week course. The last, the last, uh, week is actually two. So it's full, full nine weeks, but it's literally, it's a, it's a, it's a hybrid of masterclass and mentorship. Cause literally there's, there's the parts where you learn this, you're, you're shown this particular stuff and it's shown in an exact sequence. And then we do the mentorship part, which is a two hour zoom every Saturday morning. And it is alive. It is yeah, it's fire breathing. It is raw. <laughs> it, I mean, I, I have, I have, I'm sure that probably half the class is not wearing anything <laughs> face down. And, uh, and, and, and I'm going to now check. I'm going to, so I'm, gonna <laughs> I'm not even taking roll call. I'm just going to go, who's, who's wearing something from the waist down. Okay. Raise your hands. Right, who's not. Okay, good. And, um, and, and if they're wearing sweatpants, I want to know what brands I want to like take real inventory of this. <laughs> but um, but it's a fabulously empowering thing. If you have, put it this way, I firmly believe that we each have the opportunity to unleash a revolution into the world. And if you believe that, if you have a revolution, you're like, I've always had this notion, duh, 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 duh. I want to do this. I actually have this great skill, but it hasn't really quite hit yet then what happens, this is the program that I put together to unleash that. So if that interests you, you can reach out to Roger. You can reach out to myself. You can even reach out to Tony. Tony just Tony and I just met tonight, but I know Tony will like say, here's David's number. Give him a yeah. call. So, um, but anyway, that, that's the thing of it. But if you've got something to bring into the world, do not, your dreams are what's at stake. And do yeah, not I, let your dreams yeah. down. Yeah, I mean, I, I pose it this way. If, you know, people are so afraid of um, being like selfish and, and, and that word and, and like taking time. I can't tell you how many times I run into people and they're like, oh, I just don't have the time. I can't, I can't do that. And I'm like, you, you, I, I say that that's not being selfish. What's being selfish is not living your true authentic life for the world. That is the most selfish thing you could ever do. You got it's it. It's what has created this paradigm that we're living in enough's enough if you're if you've got fear and anxiety and upset and are angry and are indifferent and all of those kind of things it's time to to own own up to it and take take charge be yourself be yourself once you start being yourself you start feeling light and the doors open up and the, the doors, doors and they will open i promise you don't just just try it take yep. the and try it you'll see <laughs> tony uh let's give yourself a plug here what are you working on how could people reach you um what do you have going on for 2020 yeah, i don't want anybody to reach me <laughs> i'm off meditating um you can contact the gallery i i'm represented by lewis Mizell gallery in new york city and i'm i have a gallery with my brother john that he runs called anthony brelli fine arts uh i don't want to hear from you you call them <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough and uh i'll give uh one quick plug is i'm releasing a, a book next week called build the best you ties into this theme and uh, what i did was actually tony it's part of uh, a book that you introduced to me um by vladim and so this is my version of how to build your the best you over a 44 day period so each day there's a passage for 44 days. Talk about things like gratitude, uh, silence, non-judgment, the things, a lot of the things we talked about tonight. Uh, Tony, you you gave me some input into the book. David, you provided some input for the cover. So uh, both of you are, are part of this project and 
that'll be coming out next week. Awesome. But guys, this has been a great conversation. Yeah, it's been great. I've, I've had a great time. Me too. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. David and I are going to do this again. You never know who the next guest is going to be. We do this on Tuesday nights. We might even have a fourth guest, and we'll probably bring Tony back at some point. Totally, totally. Oh, Tony, complete honor, man. Had a ball. Yeah, same here, David. I appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks, Roger. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to American Real. Be sure to visit our website, AmericanReal.tv, or search for us on iTunes or YouTube for past episodes. While you're there, please rate us or leave us a review as that helps others find our show. I am truly grateful and appreciate all of your support. If you'd like to be part of our inner circle or want one-on-one coaching, check out the American Real Learning Academy where we have self-help groups and courses so you can build the best you. We also have a new Facebook group where you can connect with high achievers from around the world. If you want to go even further, maybe you're determined to write your own book or launch your own podcast, contact me today to see if we can help. You can reach me through Instagram or Facebook or email me directly at roger at americanreal.tv. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.